0: So let's turn to the message for today. Today is going to be a wonderful day. Now, when Roy told me that I was going to be speaking January 1st, my initial thought was, I cannot wait to speak to the five people that are going to be here on Sunday. (laughs) Now, I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm pleasantly surprised that there's actually 12 of you, so today is going to be a great Sunday. Now, when Roy also told me that I was speaking, he said that I didn't have to speak on a series. There wasn't a type of passage that he gave me that is to speak on, so I had free reign, which was both terrifying and very exciting. So today, I am super excited to share with you something that I've dealt with my entire life, continue to deal with today, but I'm finding God-honoring honor, God ways to deal with it. Today, we are talking about finding rest for our souls in the midst of busy, chaotic lives. And I'm very excited to be speaking with you today. What a better time to be talking about this than January 1st, starting off the new year right. So today, the lesson is called Come Find Rest. In fact, if you're watching online, type come find rest in the chat, come find rest. Now, if you know me, you, you know that I'm usually a busy person, and I like to fill my schedule with lots of things. And the thoughts in my head um, are usually something like this. Wow, I have a lot to do. Oh no, I'm late to my meeting. Can it all be done? What if I don't do it all? Oh my there are a ton of people in here. Did I turn in my time off sheet? Will everyone judge me for what I share today? I never submitted my discussion boards for I school. I wonder if Route Fifty Six is going well upstairs. Oh, I need to do my laundry. I don't have any clean clothes. How much time do I have left? I still need to pay oh, for no. spring semester. I never oh, called I need that to follow one up person. with that couple Man. for small groups. Where's the I time? I need vacation. vacation. <sighs> and hurt their feelings. I have no time for me. I have no time for God. I need rest.
1: Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light.
0: Wow, how many of you can relate to that? (laughs) Those thoughts in your head. Well, would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for this beautiful day. Thank you for everyone who made it. Thank you for those that are watching online. Um, God, I ask that you would speak to us, that you would show us ways that we can be intentional with you, stay connected to you, and find ways to rest with you this new year. God, we love you, and we say all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, now, if you know me, you know that I tend to be a busy person, fill my schedule with lots of things. Usually, they're really good things, and they're things I really enjoy. Now, if you know me very well, hi, Mom, hi, Dad, you know that I've been in a hurry or busy since birth. Here's a picture of baby Andrew. Now, we call this baby picture Alien Andrew because there's like the blue background and I'm (laughs) kind of held, kind of awkward, but I love this picture. And so I was born March 14, 2000, and I was three pounds, three ounces, and I was born a whopping nine weeks early. So, you could say that I've been in a hurry or busy since birth. Now, fast forward 22 years, yes, I'm 22, to today, and you realize that my busyness hasn't really changed very much. In fact, I would say that this time last year, I was the busiest I've ever been in my entire life. I was working at the church Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 4.30. I was also uh, working on Wednesday nights with the church youth group and... Sundays, of course. And then when I wasn't at the church, I was part of a Christian club at Weber State University called Inner Varsity, and I was a small group leader on Monday nights, a large group leader on Thursday nights, I helped with outreach events on Fridays and Saturdays, and we had leadership meetings on Sunday afternoons. A lot, but I'm not done. Then when I wasn't doing those two things, I also needed to make time for family, so Sunday nights was family dinner time and I'm very grateful for those times we had. And then when I wasn't with my family or doing those things, I wanted to make time for friends. I wanted to have somewhat of a social life, so I'd occasionally hang out with friends. And then when I had a little bit of free time left, it was taken up by school. I was doing homework, I was studying for exams, I was doing all of that stuff, and it was a lot. Now, I know what being busy is like. Thank goodness I am done with my bachelor's. I finished it in December. Yes, thank you. (laughs) But don't clap too soon because I am still in school. I started my master's in August. My busyness hasn't changed yet. Today, I'm also still working at the church, leading two ministries, and making time for family and friends, and I'm also working on my master's. So, busyness is real to me. It's very real to me. How many of you can relate to being busy? having a lot of things going on, your schedule is full, it can get a little overwhelming. Are you busy? Are you worn out? Do you have a lot on your plate? Do you constantly overwork yourself and keep adding things to your schedule? I know I have. Maybe you're young, maybe you're uh, early in your career, you're starting and raising a family, maybe you're in your 40s and 50s working countless hours and dealing with the stresses of home and work life and, and working on countless home projects. Or maybe you're retired but you constantly say yes to opportunities and it feels like you never stopped working in the first place. Busyness is real and common and there is no better time than now to learn how to rest with the Lord. Now, let's look at some statistics. A study was done on 140 professional people on busyness, and this is what they came up up with. 90% of those busy people said that busyness affected their ability to think clearly, their ability to prioritize, and their quality of work. 50% said that it affected their time for important long-term projects. 49% said it affected their ability to switch off or to just take a break and rest. 47% said it affected their stress level, and a whopping 42% said that it affected their sleep. Busyness is real and common. But when we let it go too far, it can affect the most important thing in our life, which is growing our relationship with Jesus and staying connected to him. And it can do some serious damage to our souls. And we tend to put our worth, at least I do sometimes, I put my worth and my identity and my value and my busyness and the work that I'm doing, but then I end up feeling very depleted, very tired, very overwhelmed, and that's not a good recipe. And so today we're going to learn how to rest. And if we aren't intentional during those quiet moments that God gives us, which tend to be more often than we think, then we forfeit restoring our souls, we forfeit our cup being filled, and we forfeit Jesus being a part of that busyness in our life. Now, I have a quote from a guy named John Mark Comer. He's the author of the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. If you haven't read this book, I 100% recommend. It is a great book. And he says, both sin and busyness have the exact same effect. They cut off your connection to God, to other people, and even to your own soul. That's powerful, and that's real. And so, in a nutshell, busyness untreated, right, if we're not dealing with this busyness that we're faced with, and rest unexercised, if we don't rest, it can hinder us from our Father and leave our souls depleted and tired. And so my hope for you today, in this new year, is that you feel confident that you are able to find rest in the midst of the busy chaos. If you're watching online, type, I can rest in the chat. Everyone say, I can rest. Say it again, I can rest. Today, you are going to learn that you can rest. And I'm right there with you. I'm learning as I go as well. Now, there's a story in the Bible of someone who didn't rest, and she forfeited the connection to God. And now, if you have your Bibles with me, please turn to Luke chapter 10, and we're starting in verse 38. If you don't, it's going to be on the screen. So let's get started. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to His teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. Okay, so in this story, we see two women, and we see two very different priorities. We have Mary, who's patiently, quietly, listening to the Lord, sitting at His feet. And then we see Martha, who is busy. Other translations say that Martha was distracted with all the preparations that had to be made. Two women, two very different priorities. Now, Martha, Jesus comes, and Martha's probably thinking to herself something like this. Jesus is here, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Oh, no, I have a lot to do. I need to get ready. We need to have food, a feast. We need to have entertainment for Jesus. Jesus needs to be entertained. Oh, i got to start now. We have so much to do. And then we see Martha, and Martha's sitting at the Lord's feet. She probably sees Jesus coming towards her home and says, Wow, Jesus is coming the Savior of the world, my Lord and Savior. What an honor it is and what a privilege it is that he's coming to my home. I can't wait to listen to what he has to say. I adore him and I treasure his words in my heart. Two very different approaches to seeing Jesus. Now, Jesus comes and this is what happens. Mary or Martha gets a little frustrated with Mary. Martha says, "'Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? "'Tell her then to help me.'" Martha is so busy doing so many things, doing all the preparations, making sure everything is perfect for Jesus, but she takes out her frustration on Mary, who's doing nothing, or so Martha thought. Look at Jesus' response. "'But the Lord answered her, "'Martha, Martha.'" You are anxious and troubled about many things, but only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Martha is so busy. She's so overwhelmed with all the tasks she needs to do. The list feels like it's never going to end. And Mary's at the Lord's feet, just patiently, quietly listening and the things that Martha were doing weren't bad things. They were great. They were, she was working to help uh, make something amazing for Jesus. But the problem is she wasn't focused on the reason for the season in the moment. She wasn't focused on Jesus in that moment like Mary was. So here's the difference between Mary and Martha. Martha chose busyness and as a result forfeited rest for her soul. On the other hand, Mary chose to rest with Jesus and gain connection to him. So I have a question for you, and this is a kind of a hard question. (laughs) How many of us can be like Martha? Or in other words, how many of us are so often like Martha? Because as much as we want to say, we're pretty much all like Martha. We want to be like Mary, who sits at the Lord's feet and listens to him and makes intentional time to be with him. But so often in our everyday life, we're like Martha, just going, 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 and not including Jesus in it all. And then we wonder why we're anxious and why we're stressed and why we're bitter and frustrated and we have all these negative emotions and thoughts that drive us or why people are constantly checking up on us. It's because we don't know how to rest. It's because we don't know how to include Jesus in our life. God rested, he created the whole universe in six days and on the seventh day, what did he do? He rested not because he had to, he's God, but to model for us what it looks like to be in perfect rest. So spiritual rest that we're talking about today is the ability to remain connected to Christ as we live and work with him. Spiritual rest is the ability to remain connected to Christ as we go about our life, as we go about the busyness, as we go about the struggles, as we go about whatever happens. It's the ability to remain connected to the one who can help us through it all. And so where busyness cuts off our connection to Christ, rest restores that connection to him. Now, I've talked a lot about busyness, and I've talked a lot about the solution, which is rest. But how in the world do we find this rest? Well, you're in luck. Jesus gives us a very simple explanation of how to find rest. And it's found in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. It says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and something amazing will happen. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's pretty amazing. Jesus plainly tells us there is something that we can do to find rest for our souls. So let's unpack this. There are actually three actions to finding spiritual rest from this passage. And the first one, Come to Jesus. The very first three words of this passage come to Jesus. Go to Him, right? We get so busy, we get so overwhelmed by all the things that we have going on in our life, but we forget to include Jesus in it. We forget to go to Him and invite Him to be a part of it. Jesus automatically becomes so low on our list of priorities in our busyness. Now, I do want to tell you that this verse doesn't say, Come to me all who are weary, and I will do your laundry for you. Or come to me, all who are weary, and I'll make sure your taxes are done on time. No, it says, come to me, and I will give you rest. When we go to him, he gives us that rest, that peace we need, so that we're able to accomplish the tasks that we need to. But why is it so hard for us to go to him? Why is that so hard? Maybe we have a hard time believing it. Maybe we have a hard time accepting that Jesus can help us. We think that we're kind of all on our own in our busyness and in our burdens. But that's just not true. And let me tell you that there is power in this thing called prayer. In this thing called prayer. When we finally accept that we can't do life on our own, and we go to Jesus, and we ask him to help us, he is faithful, and he will give us those moments of rest in our life. But we have to choose to be intentional during those times. Paul actually also talks about the importance of prayer in his letter to the Church of Philippi. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and something cool will happen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, we can't even wrap our mind around it, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's so powerful. We're supposed to not be anxious about anything, and that's a lot of things. But instead, in everything, we're supposed to pray. First with thanksgiving. Be thankful for what God has done in our life. And then present our request to him that I'm busy, I'm burdened, I'm overwhelmed, I'm on the, I'm on the brink of burnout, and I need your help. And Jesus is faithful to give us that peace that we need, the peace that guards our hearts and our minds. He grants and he protects us and he grants peace to those who ask for it. But we have to do the first step. Come to him. We have to go to Jesus. And that's where it gets really hard. So the second thing, the second action to spiritual rest after we've come to Jesus is take his yoke. Now what is a yoke? Well, here's a picture. So the yoke is this giant wooden plank with the ropes around two oxen, and what it's used for is to uh, pull heavy things. So these oxen pull something very heavy, uh, whether it's cargo or whether it's a carriage or something, and it's supposed to distribute the weight evenly so that not one oxen has all the weight and all the burden, but instead, two. Somebody thought back then two is better than one, so they created this contraption. Now, why in the world would Jesus use this imagery in that passage? Well, the answer is pretty simple. How often do we do this life and we think that we have to do it completely on our own, that we are the only one that can help us, that we are the only one who can make everything happen, we're the only one that can accomplish all the tasks, everything is on our shoulders. I know I've been there. I know that I've thought that multiple times. But Jesus comes and he tells us that we can go to him and he takes some of that burden. He takes that worry, that fear, that doubt, the stress of life, the anxiety of everything that's going on, he takes some of that and he carries it with us. He walks along with us. It's pretty amazing and he, he tells us that he gives us the gift of an easy yoke. He says, come to me, take my yoke, my yoke is easy. All we have to do is ask for it. All we have to do is surrender to him and say, I can't do this on my own, I need your help. And he's faithful to help us. But there's a catch. It only works if both parties, if both people are willing to work together in harmony. You know, Jesus says, take my yoke. He's freely giving us help. He, he promises help to us. But the problem is sometimes we have a hard time staying connected to him. Sometimes we have a hard time pursuing him and being intentional with him. And that's where the struggle lies. So we're supposed to come to Jesus, take his yoke, so that he can take some of our burden, take some of our weight off our shoulders, and stay connected to him so we don't fall back into our old ways. And the third action to spiritual rest is to learn from him. What better person to learn about rest from than the author of rest itself? God rested. We just talked about how God rested on the seventh day. After six days, long days of creation, he rested. Jesus also rested. In three different ways he rested. First he rested, uh, he did physical rest. The Bible talks about how Jesus was able to sleep on a boat in the middle of a storm. He he realized when he was tired and he was able to rest. But more importantly, Jesus exercised spiritual rest, connection to God. Multiple times in the Bible, we see Jesus' days are pretty busy. He's teaching in the synagogues, he's casting out demons, he's performing amazing miracles, he's teaching and supporting the disciples. But look at what happened in this one instance in the next morning. And rising very early in the morning, well, okay, first of all, he rose very early, he didn't snooze his alarm multiple times, he instead woke up early, he was intentional, and while it was still dark, he departed, and they went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed." Jesus prayed. He understood that he couldn't do this life without the Father, without his connection to God. And then another instance, after John the Baptist had passed away, Jesus said this to his disciples. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place, a place far away from people, and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. The disciples and Jesus were busy. They had so many things going on that sometimes they didn't even have time to eat. Sometimes they didn't even have time to sleep or eat. And Jesus understood that they were exhausted, that they were tired, that their souls were depleted. And so he created time and space for them to rest. So Jesus practiced physical rest, resting when you're tired. He practiced spiritual rest, which is the ability to stay connected to God. And then Jesus also practiced mental rest. Jesus understood and was able to say no sometimes to people. He knew that his will and what what his job was on earth sometimes was more important than some people's desires or what some people wanted from him to do or wanted him to do. And so he was able to say no to people. He would travel across the lake to a different spot to get away from people for a while. He knew how to say no. And this is something that I've struggled with pretty much my entire life is saying no. How many of you can relate to me when I say I'm a yes man? Yep, I am a yes man. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, and there are times where I will have so many things going on, but I constantly still want to say yes and help people out. Um, I, I used to put my value, and my, uh, my, yeah, my value in helping people out. And I would feel really sad if I couldn't help anyone or if I couldn't uh, accomplish a task for somebody. And so I would say yes all the time, and the result of that was I would end up double or triple booking myself, and then I'd have to have really hard conversations with people and say, I'm sorry, I can't do this thing, and that was just not fun. And it's because I didn't know how to say no. And how many of us can relate to that? For sure, not being able to say no. Well, I want to end today with a story, and this story is a time of me finding rest and how amazing it was for me. So. About 2021, summer of 2021, I think it was, uh, Jimmy had asked me to go on a trip. It was just a short three-hour drive with uh, this guy named Pastor Mohammed from Lebanon. And we wanted to just go out to Monte Cristo and just show him the Utah scenery and the hills and all the sheep and everything out there. And so I said no because I was so busy. I had so many things going on. I was planning camp at the time. I was planning all of this stuff. I had school. It was just a lot. And so I said no. Jimmy asked me again. I said no. Jimmy asked me again. Finally, I gave in and I said yes, Um, and so we went. So we went out to Monte Cristo, and we turned off on this road called uh, Ant Flats, and we went out to the middle of nowhere. There's no service, nothing out there, and we uh, were looking at the amazing scenery, and we ran into this uh, hill where there is just hundreds of sheep. Hundreds of sheep. And it was beautiful. It was so cool. And Pastor Mohammed made us stop because he owns sheep in Lebanon. And so he wanted to get out of the car, take a selfie with the sheep, and uh, just enjoy that time. So we got out. We looked at the sheep for a while. And then we turn around, and on the road that we had just driven on, we see the shepherd of all the sheep um, walking his horse. And it was this Hispanic man named Max, and he was so cool. He came up to us. He wanted to have a conversation with us. We found out that he's a Christian, and he'd been shepherding shepherding these sheep for many, many years. And when he's not uh, shepherding these sheep, he's reading his Bible. He was a very faithful Christian. And so that was cool to have that conversation with him. And we talked about how Muhammad owns sheep and how Max is a shepherd for all these sheep. And Max, he blew my mind. So we told him that Muhammad was a pastor from Lebanon, and Max turns to Jimmy and I, and he says, I have been praying for 20 years to meet someone from the Middle East, and today my prayer has been answered. Amazing. This, this shepherd who, who rarely sees people, he's probably only talking to sheep for the longest time, and occasionally will see people, he met this guy from the Middle East which he'd been praying for for years. It absolutely blew my mind. So we got to pray with him, and then we were on our way with the rest of Monte Cristo. Now the reason I tell you this story is because, normally I'm a yes man, but this time I said no multiple times, I said no multiple times, and regardless of if I went, the miracle would have still happened. We would have, they would have still met Max, he would have still met uh, Pastor Muhammad, but because I said yes, because I decided to go, I got to be part of the most restful, most fulfilling thing of my entire life. I will never forget it. It was absolutely amazing. And so I encourage you to find time in your life to rest. I don't know when it is, it's different for every single person. It could be early in the morning, it could be late at night, whatever works for you. I can tell you that sometimes in the past, I would be so busy that I didn't want to rest. I didn't want to read my Bible. I didn't want to do a devotional. I just wanted to get home from work, turn on the TV, watch a show, and then go to bed. Or the next morning, I wanted to snooze my alarm a few times. I wanted to rush to get ready for work, and I didn't take that intentional time to rest with Jesus. And I wish I did, because then I get stressed. I get tired. I get worried. I feel so much burden, and it it becomes a lot for me that I like the stats. I have a hard time at work. I have a hard time with family and friends. And so it's so important to find intentional time to rest. And Jesus will give it to you. Jesus does give us that rest when we ask for it. So go to Jesus. Take his yoke. Learn how to rest from the person that rests best. Whoa, that was cool. Um, All right. I want to end today with a song. So I'm going to have the worship team come out, a few of them. And this song is a song that is written as if God was singing over us. It's not a song that we're singing to God, praising him, but it's kind of from the perspective of God over all of us, and it's a beautiful, amazing song. And so as they're singing this song when they get out here, what I want you to do is I want you to just sit and I want you to reflect on some questions. Here's some questions to consider as this song is playing. You might want to take a picture of these questions. They're gonna go away when the song starts or write them down, up to you. But the first question is what takes up most of your time? Why are you so busy? What's going on? Is it work? Is it family? Is it your kids? What is taking up most of your time? And be honest with yourself. Where do you feel burdened? Where is your shoulders heavy? Where is life not so fun right now? Where do you feel burdened? And what is holding you back from taking Jesus' yoke? What is holding you back from giving some of that weight, some of that burden to Jesus and letting him walk with you? And lastly, as a practical question, where can you make time to rest with Jesus? When? When? Where? This week? This month? Where can you find time to rest with Jesus? So as the worship team plays this song, I just want you to sit, and I just want you to ponder these questions, and then I'll come back up, and I'll pray to close. today that you can rest. I hope you feel confident that you are able to rest in this new year, and it's simple. Come to Jesus, and although that can seem a little complicated, Jesus says when we come to him, he gives us rest. And so give, come to him, take his yoke, so that he can take some of that burden away from you. I feel like a lot of you guys in this room are feeling tired, feeling overwhelmed. We got through the holiday season, praise God. Um, But yeah, but I feel like some of you guys are very burdened, very tired, very overwhelmed, and Jesus is knocking at your heart. Jesus says, come to me, and I will give you rest. So let's go to him. (laughs) Let's go to him and take that rest from him. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for how good you are, that you love us no matter what, and that no matter what, you constantly are pursuing us. In our busyness, in the moments when we're overwhelmed and on the brink of burnout, you still love us, you still desire us, and you knock at our door saying, come to me and I will give you rest. Father, would you encourage us in those moments to be intentional with you, to go to you, to take your yoke so that we can live a life that is restful so that we can give our burdens to you so that you can help us carry them so we don't have to do this life on our own and would we learn from the rest that you did and apply it to our life Jesus we just love you so much and we thank you for all that you do for us every single day and we say all of this in Jesus name and everybody says amen well thank you so much for letting me speak to you all today if Perchance, this is the moment today that you made that decision where you crossed that line of faith and you accepted Jesus into your heart and you realize I can't do this life on my own. I need someone to help me. Do me a favor and text TRUST to the number on the screen. We would love to be in contact with you. We would love to put some resources in your hands to help you grow this relationship with Jesus. All right, that's all I've got for you guys. Have a great New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Bye.